You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. When the Miami Heat were in the playing game, Their title hopes were thought to be dead, but here they are, alive and well, challenging for the NBA title. How about that? Let's bring in the host of The Better Angle. (laughs) It's Women of Wagertainment Wednesday on The Daily Tip. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Is Clark. She fires. And goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with left for dead. The Miami Heat back trying to make history as the only eight seed to ever win an NBA title. She is the host of the Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 East on the BetQL Network. Kate, good morning to you. I will spare you any corpse talk, <laughs> any dead body talk here on the show. And we'll go into the NBA. Tonight's game three. Nuggets laying two and a half in Miami. Hashtag corpse talk. Hashtag NBA Finals. <laughs> so where are you going tonight? Wow. I, I feel like I can't just jump into the game. Like I have to address that at some way, shape, or form. So a couple thoughts coming off of that. Um, one, I wish people would stop being so weird and stupid. Like, what are we doing? Where is this world going? Two, kind of impressive. Uh, a lot of resiliency by this dead man or man who wants to be dead uh three jenks you might have a future on csi vegas or somewhere in the south because that accent was fantastic and even better uh transition there so a lot going on this early in the morning um but we can talk now about the nba finals and the miami heat who are not dead quite yet uh they're still alive (laughs) headed back to South Beach tonight. Uh, I don't really know what to think on the side in this game. So I'm going to play the total. I like that a lot better. I got it at 215 and a half earlier this week. It's down to 214 some places. I wouldn't take it any lower than that. Under hit in game one by 22 points. Over hit in game two by three. But I like the under tonight because Michael Malone called out his players after Sunday's game for their effort. I mean, he literally said, this is the NBA Finals and we're talking about effort. That's a problem. He told the media that Miami just flat out outworked them. So after being called out publicly like that, I expect a much better defensive effort from the Nuggets in game three. And it really was a majority of those breakdowns on the defensive end that led to wide open threes for Miami. I mean, the Heat shot 17 of 35 from deep, which was a drastic difference from the 13 for 39 that they shot in game one. 
So if Denver's defense improves a little in game three, they improve on some of those closeouts. Heat probably aren't going to get off as many good looks. Eric Spolstra also put in Kevin Love in the starting lineup for Caleb Martin, who's a bit undersized in this series. So with Love's size, he did a much better job of slowing down Aaron Gordon, being able to help off on Nikola Jokic. And that makes, you know, things just tougher on the Nuggets offense as a whole. And then both teams also shot the ball pretty well in game two. Denver shot 52% from the field, and that's despite Michael Porter Jr. and Contavious Caldwell-Pope combining to go three of 12. Miami finished the game shooting 48%, both from the field and deep. And in the fourth quarter alone, he put up 36 points and had an offensive rating of 180. They shot 68% from the field, 55 from three-point land. I just don't see them putting up those same types of numbers tonight, especially in a single quarter where they just kind of went off and, and really uh, came back into this game. So as we get deeper in the series, stakes get higher. Intensity is going to ramp up. Effort from Denver will be there tonight. So I like a lower scoring game under 214. But again, I wouldn't take it any lower than that. Exactly. All of these games have been pretty low scoring for one side having the best offense in the postseason, but it's just a testament to how good Miami has been on the defensive end as well. And also the fact that they like to slow things down in the half court. Mm -hmm. uh, let's get to some of your other plays. Looks like you got something on Jamal Murray tonight. What is it? Yes, I love Jamal Murray over six and a half assists. Best number out there, minus 125 over at BetMGM. Part of the Nuggets offense that's so dangerous is really the two-man game between Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. The Heat tried to take away Jokic's passing ability in game two, and I know Heat head coach Eric Spolstra said that it's really just not that easy. But if Miami tries to do that again and allows Jokic to go for 40-plus like he did in game two, then a lot of those passes are going to come from Murray. Murray had 10 assists, 17 potential assists in game one, 10 assists once again in game two with 22 potential assists. He also leads the Nuggets 80 passes made each game, which just kind of goes to show how much he has the ball in his hands. And I mentioned Michael Porter Jr. and Contavious Caldwell-Pope shooting three of 12 combined in game two. That's likely going to improve a little bit. I don't expect Porter Jr. to struggle as much as he has in games one and two. So that'll create a couple more opportunities for Murray to add a few more dimes. So taking it at six and a half or anything above that for some plus money, I think is a great look. We're chatting with Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East on the BetQL Network. Find her on Twitter and TikTok as well. On the Miami side, you like a prop involving Bam Adebayo. What is that? I sure do. Bam Adebayo, over seven and a half boards. Adebayo's been the best Heat player in this series. Everyone looks to Jimmy Butler, and he's been fine. But what Adebayo's had to do in this series is the toughest task of anyone uh, on the Miami Heat. Tasked with guarding Nikola Jokic, that's pretty tough. And that's what keeps him on the floor a, a ton. He's played 40 minutes in both games so far. That really shouldn't change. Adebayo's also averaging 11 rebounds in this series, 17 and a half potential boards through two games. And he's also had eight rebounds in each of his last five games, 17 of his last 20 postseason games. So this feels like an easy number for him to get over. I could talk you off once again, an alternate rebounding line of nine, 10, maybe do an escalator type uh, bet for some plus money here. But I think Bam has a pretty big game on the boards. You could also, I mean, I, I wouldn't hate a look to parlay Murray's assists and, and Bam's rebounds if you want an even larger number. So just another thought there. All right. So moving forward in this series, 
Where do we think it goes? Because honestly, yeah. I thought it was going to be the Nuggets, and they looked pretty dominant in the first half of the first game. But we know the Heat. They're a team that have defied expectations for so long. Do you think we get a good series here? Or do you think it ends sooner than maybe the TV executives would hope? Yeah, I took the Heat, or the Nuggets rather, to win in five games. And I'm not feeling very confident in that. I also am on the record saying that I think the Nuggets could sweep this series. And clearly that is not happening either. So I'm not sure I'm the one that you should be trusting in terms of how to look at how many games this series is going to go going forward. Because I, as much as the Heat are undermatched in terms of the talent that they have on the floor, the style of play. Jokic is just so tough to slow down, whether it's his assists or his his rebounding points. I mean, he's averaging a triple-double. That that team is just Mm -hmm. on paper a better team, but it's so hard to quantify what the Heat bring to the table in terms of effort and their culture that gets talked about so much. And in the NBA Finals, a lot of it is effort and how hard you're going to play and how much you're going to outwork the other team, the 50-50 balls that you're going to get. So I, I hope we get a really good series. I hope this goes at six, seven games. I think we'll at least get six. I still like the Nuggets to come out on top and win because I don't think we've seen the best from them so far. Like you said, Chelsea played one really good half in game one, but really kind of let up in that second half and not a great game two at all. So on the road now, it gets even tougher for the Nuggets to put together a complete game in their opponent's gym, different atmosphere. But I think the Nuggets are the ones that win this series in the end. But it certainly could go six or, or, or even seven games. I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Kate, now I'm not asking you specifically for a pick, so even though if you have one, that'd be great. But how is your WNBA betting season going? Just sort of give us an idea of if it's off to a good start, sort of middling, what's been going on? Yeah, Jenks, I uh, can't lie. It's not off to a great start. Really not. Okay. Uh, I went uh, 0-4 last week, and then I was uh, in Minnesota over the weekend. So it's not – sports betting isn't legal in Minnesota. I like to do things legally, so I didn't place any wagers this weekend on the W. Uh, took the fever last night, plus six. They they covered that, lost by five in overtime. So that was a win Ooh. to get me uh, hopefully back on the right track. Tonight's slate, uh, very small. We just have two games, Lynx and Liberty. I would look towards the Liberty here. 14 and a half is what they're laying. That's a big number, but they're coming off of a loss. Uh, That was a pretty tough loss in in their last one. Wings and Mercury, the Wings can put up a ton of points. So I've checked on this. It's not out yet, or at least I haven't seen it at the various books that I've looked at. But Wings team total, I think it is always going to be a good look because they can run up a score, put up a ton of points. And the Mercury's defense is really not um, that strong this year. They still have a number of players out with injuries from that they suffered last season and are rehabbing. So their full roster isn't quite set yet. Uh, so I would look towards the Wings team total over tonight. Ah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you so much. You can find her on Twitter and TikTok and as host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East on BetQL. It is Kate Constable, who is very much alive and in great health. Kate, good to hear from you as always. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I'm going to go pretend to be dead now. (laughs) Oh, you got a career ahead of you and you got some competition. So don't just think you're going to lie around for a year and find yourself a job. You leave that to the pros, Kate. Always great to get her insight. I believe Matt is talking WNBA right now during the chat. And Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is just my very, very just outsider knowledge 
aren't the Aces, Lynx, and maybe the Mystics like the best three teams in the WNBA? Is that close, or am I just like talking? Like, am I just talking nonsense? Am I blowing smoke here? The Liberty. Okay, the Liberty are very good. The Aces are number one. They are the best. All right, I got one right. I just named a bunch of teams in the WNBA, and I was like, eh, maybe I'll get one of these things right. Chelsea, I know you don't think you want to bet on the WNBA. This is why I'm not. I'm letting for the dust to settle. I'm waiting for some trends to develop, like Kate was talking about, because she knows the WNBA and has struggled early. And once they do, then I'm jumping in. I know you doubt me. I'm going to do it. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm, I still don't believe it. Mm. I will believe it when I see it, Jenks. I bet you we could play a game and I could just like make up some kind of name and I would be like, hey, is this a team or not? And I'm pretty sure both of us would fail at it. Yeah, that's true. I'm on the over on Rebecca Lobo's player prop tonight. I think she's going to hit it. (laughs) She's, you know, coming out of UConn. She's been getting it done for a long time. I don't think they're going to have an answer for her. This guy can't handle her. No, I'll get into it. (laughs) I, I covered I or followed the WNBA more a little bit back when it first started. I got away from it, but I've got to get back. I'm telling you, just a matter of time. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.